This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, how cool it is to be here, to be in worship, whether that's in person or online. And we ask that that you would reveal yourself to us today in a very special way because your name is above every name. Your power is like none other. The truth is we need you. The truth is you love us. And so, Lord God, come to us, help us, bring us to you and fill us up with your love and with your Holy Spirit and move us to live for you, to your glory's sake. We pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus, amen. Name recognition. I'll give you a couple of names and you think, what, what do those names mean to you? Okay. Elon Musk, President Zelensky, Katanji Brown Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, your neighbor that lives to the right of you, brand recognition, Coke, Pepsi, CNN, Fox. When we hear these names and we hear these brands, we all have an opinion of those names and brands based on their reputation. Today, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're going to be continuing our series, Top 10 Ways to Live a Better Life. And we're going to be looking at that commandment that says, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And understand that this commandment is really all about God's gift of a good name. We all know how important a good name is. If for no other reason than we want to have a good name. We want to be known as a good person. We want to be known as a good neighbor. We want to be known as a good employee or a good employer. We want to be known as a, a good mom, a good dad, a good friend, a good mechanic, a, a good in, in IT, a, a good teacher, a good pastor, a good leader. Whatever it is, we want to be known as good. Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. And so today, as, as we look at God's word, we want to answer this question, how do we value God's gift of our neighbor's good name? See, we all have opinions about everything. And if you're like me, what you have to do sometimes is check your opinion. Because if you're like me, sometimes your opinion may not be based on truth and fact. It, it may just be based on your feelings. And see, sometimes our, our feelings aren't always right. So to have a, a trustworthy 
opinion, we need to be in the know. We need to be in the know. And one of the great ways to do that is through good communication. And the first step in good communication is listening. While I was prepping for this message, I I ran across an opportunity to go to a website called quicktolisten.com. And when I clicked on that opportunity to go to quicktolisten.com, this is what I got. You'll see it up on the screen. The, The site can't be reached. Yeah, they've got it fixed now, but that, that, that sounds about right, right? We're, we're sometimes not so quick to listen, but the good news is, is that we can train ourselves to be better listeners, to be active in listening, to engage with the speaker, to understand the, the person speaking and their point of view, even if we don't agree with that. You know, that's, a, that's the first step to good communication. And you, and you know what else it is? is the first step to great relationships. Because when we listen, it shows that we respect the other person. It shows that we value them. Okay? So how can we value God's gift of our neighbor's good name? The first step is to be quick to listen. I don't know what your perception is, but my perception is like ever since the pandemic started, uh, we've been really quick as as a culture to jump deeply into like expressions of hate. It, it seems to me like our, our starting baseline as a, as a culture is no longer love. It's not even good. It seems like to me, our, our starting baseline for our culture is ambivalence. You know, whatever. Right? And the step from whatever to hate, that's a really short step. And when we get involved with hate, when people get involved in hate, you know what's next is that opens the door wide to false testimony, okay? And false testimony is all talk, whether true or not, that comes from a heart with evil intention. You see, just because we have some insights. Just because we have some information doesn't mean that anyone, let alone that everyone, needs to know about it. See, all too often, we can magnify and and zero in on uh, another person's weaknesses, their faults, and their sins, while at the same time minimizing and overlooking our weaknesses and faults and sins. And then you know what happens when we do that? When we do that, we begin to think that we're actually better 
than other people. Jesus talked about that any number of times. Here's an example he shared in Luke 18. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. I'm so good, God, so good. Definitely better than he is. Sometimes Christians are uh, accused of being really judgmental and way more than I would like to admit those accusations are actually accurate. When we start to think that we're, we're better than, than other people, judgment is right there knocking at the door. Now, keep in mind, when we're, we're talking about judging others, we're not talking about whether something is, is right or wrong. You know, coaching, mentoring, guiding, that, that's different than criticism. You know, coaching, mentoring, and, and guiding, that's when we're sharing the truth in love with someone so that they can be better and we're gonna be with them through this. We're just not gonna drop a truth bomb on them and go deal with it, right? And, and so if, if we can share that truth walking along with someone, guiding them for their good, then we can probably say it, post it. But if we're not gonna be doing it for their good, if, if we're not gonna walk with them through that, that's probably a really good sign that, that we shouldn't say it or we shouldn't post it. Okay? The, the judging that Jesus is talking about when he says don't, don't judge is, is when we condemn other people for their sins as if our sins weren't worthy of condemnation. When we condemn other people for their sins as if to say because of our good life, we're actually worthy of God's grace and mercy and they aren't. Well, it's so amazing to me how quickly a, a smear campaign on someone else's name can start. For example, uh, a grocery store, clerk, uh, grocery store clerk was just irate. She, she's working her shift, and this, this woman comes in and, and goes through her line, buys a $75 birthday cake with a Quest card. The clerk couldn't believe the irresponsibility she thought of this woman. Just burned her all day long. When she got home later that night, she was still stewing over it. And she, she let out her frustrations on social media and she laid out the story. Yeah, this lady comes in. She's got this really expensive cake and, and she brings out her quest card to, to pay for it. There was a lot of reactions and comments 
to her post, a lot of emojis and a, a, a lot of comments agreeing with the clerk. And there were a, a lot of shares of that post too. So many shares, in fact, that the woman who had actually purchased the cake, that, that post ended up in her feed and she saw it. And she responded too. With tears welling up in her eyes and streaming down her cheeks, she responded, I'm the woman who bought the $75 birthday cake with my Quest card. She wanted to say, I knew you were angry with me. I knew you were upset. Your stare was burning a hole in my soul. She went on to say, today is my daughter's third birthday. And she has terminal cancer. And the doctor tells us she won't make it to Mother's Day. I just wanted her last birthday to be special. Jesus warns us about condemning others. He says, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured against you. A couple of weeks ago, one of our social media posts basically said, what's some of the best advice you've ever been given? My mom told me, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. Great advice. Because I think most of us know that, that saying that we had, at least for some of us when we were little kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I think most of us know that's really, really wrong. That's a really, really big lie. Words stick around for a really long time. Words can send people down a really, really dark, lifelong journey. Words can cut like a knife. Words are, I've heard it expressed this way, are, are like a bullet coming out of a gun and it always, always hits its target. Words can be discouraging. And discouragement is not from God. It's from Satan. 
Proverbs 11.9 says, With their mouths the godless destroy their neighbors. As we, we can't control what other people are going to say, but we can control what we say. If you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. Unfortunately, I haven't always followed my mom's great advice. I remember a couple of times, and only a couple of times, but a couple of times, my mom washed my mouth out with soap. Literally, right? Why did she do that? Because she loved me, and she wanted the best for me. Why did she do that? Because she loved other people and she wanted the best for them too. Why did she do that? Because she loved Jesus. And she knew what Jesus said to be true when he said, what goes into someone's mouth doesn't defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that's what defiles them. So how do we value God's gift of our neighbor's good name? Be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. Because of sin in our world and our own sin, sometimes we talk trash. Have you ever noticed that when, when someone is, is ripping on someone else, what's, what's really going on is that speaker is, is filled with a whole lot of insecurity? They're trying to pull someone down a, a notch or two in the hopes that it'll elevate them up. But we've never done that, have we? when we aren't quick to listen and slow to speak, what likely will come out of our mouth is trash. We might lash out in anger. And when we unleash anger, it may briefly feel good. But you know, it usually doesn't take very long at all until we have regret for what we said. And even if we unleash in anger and we don't have regret, that's not like Christ. And our world needs Christ. Oh, to be sure you know, you know that Anger will get you heard. Anger will get you heard even if you don't really have anything to say at all. Like a toddler throwing a temper tantrum because the mac and cheese is on the blue plate instead of the light blue plate. 
And in addition to that, when we let anger go, we can expect that anger is going to come back even bigger. Proverbs says, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. The anger just intensifies. But Proverbs also says, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. I'll just leave that up there for a minute. It's to one's glory to overlook an offense. See, you and I, we we will look a, a whole lot more like Jesus by ending an argument than by crushing our opponent. How do we value God's gift of our, our neighbor's good name? Be slow to become angry. This past week on Monday, our, our social media post had James 119 there, right? Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. One of my dear friends responded to that post, and he simply said, working on all three. I think we probably all need to work on all three. Thankfully, Jesus kept this command for us and and all the commandments for us. Thankfully, when we refuse to listen to others, Jesus still listens so intently to us. Thankfully, when we've responded in anger, to get heard, right? Jesus wasn't so embarrassed that he just left us be. He stayed with us. We're just a couple of weeks away from Good Friday where we see Jesus not only Having kept all the commandments, he died for all the commandments we broke. As we look at, at Jesus' cross, we go back in that scenario, we see the church officials, the government officials, they were really slow to listen. In fact, they didn't listen at all. They had their mind made up. Didn't matter what was said, you're done. And they were quick to speak and quick to anger. The shouts of crucify him, crucify him rang out in anger and disregard. They whipped him, they beat him verbally, physically. They crowned him with thorns. They used nails and crucified him. They, they murdered him. 
it really wasn't so much them, was it? It was us. We weren't just going to have any of it. We weren't going to listen to that. We've got our mind made up. When we unleashed our anger on someone else, because they had it coming to them. Yeah. That's what whipped Jesus. That's what beat Jesus. That's what crucified Jesus. That's what murdered Jesus. And his response, Jesus' response to all of this, forgiveness. His peace, his calm, his joy, his holiness, his righteousness, his home for us for all eternity. Jesus' response to all this is he gave us his reputation. He gave us his name. And let's live with his name. Gives it to us. It's the name above all names. It'll lead us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. What do we do? Holy Spirit, speaking through Paul, tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. And how do we do that? We think before we speak. We say to ourselves, what I'm about to say, is it true? Is what I'm about to say, is it helpful? Is what I'm about to say, is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And and you know what will happen when, when we live like, when we live with Jesus' name and we think before we speak, you know what? You know what we'll find out? We'll find out that that's a better way to live. So let's pray. Lord God, thank you for listening to us all of the time. Thank you for your active and engagement, listening into our hearts and into our minds. Lord God, thank you for not turning away from us, 
Thank you for keeping all the commands for us and dying for us. Thank you for keeping the, the commands for, for all people and, and dying for all people. Thank you for giving us your name. Help us to live by the power of your name. In a world of hostility, in a world of trash talking, help us to speak grace and truth with and by the power of your name that changes us and everyone. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.